Many people wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. When I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally. I walk into a room just as cool as you please, and to a man the fellows stand, or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes, the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palms of my hands, the need for my care. Because I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, all you women and me. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate Podcast. We are the EST of Michael Jackson Podcast. We are the realest, the illest, the baddest, the blackest. Respectfully submitted. I am user 1.5, and I am so excited to be here with you guys in this Women's History Month. Let's check in with the other users. User 1. How you feeling? What's going on, y'all? I'm glad to be in the service one more time. He did not have to let me live. He didn't have to let me live. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm glad to be in the service one more time. What's going on, MJ fam? Awesome, awesome. User one, let me ask you this. What are you sipping on tonight? What is the drink of choice? I just quoted a gospel song. Yeah. And you're asking me. Yes. I'm having a little. Because I know you. I'm having a little vodka tonight, guys. Yeah. A little cran grape vodka mix. I'm a big cran grape fan. I could tell y'all some stories about cran grape and vodka, but I won't do that. But I'm trying to cut down on my sugar. So I bought the cran grape, <laughs> the reduced diet version. It is not hitting. It is not doing to me what that full body 40 grams of sugar per serving does for me from ocean. Well, it's not supposed to. Right. It's well, not supposed to. You're right. But so. that's what's happening tonight. So if y'all want a quick, like, I need to relax drink, get you some cran grape, get you some vodka. We're drinking a little Belvedere. Go high, go low. Don't go too low on the totem pole because you might hurt yourself. Mix it up. Maybe sip it while you're listening to the Black Jackson State podcast. Sip it while you're on your lunch break. Nobody has to know. Nobody has to know. Just no one has to know. That's right. Listen. Don't go down to aristocrat. That's all we're saying. User two. How you feeling? Josh Stein for governor. Josh Stein for governor. Josh Stein for governor. Listen, 
I'm in my bag right now. I just finished watching all six seasons of The Sopranos. I feel like a mob boss. I love Women's History Month. And um, I'm just happy to be here today. Awesome. You know, it is Women's History Month. Phenomenal woman. I'm a woman phenomenally. Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) Mark Robinson for governor. That's me. Oh, no. (laughs) See, you done messed that up. Miss Angelou is flipping over in that casket. And no longer resting in peace because of that foolishness. Anyway, we're going to move on. I'm we're just gonna joking. Proceed. It's a joke. We're going to proceed. And look, there, our, our international fans are like, what's going on here? Google North Carolina politics. You want a good time? Go to hashtag <laughs> NC Paul on any social media device and you'll see what my life is like. And that's that's what user one was just poking at. Poke the bear. Poke the bear. Women's history. Wolf. Yeah, women's history. Oh, month. ask me what I'm drinking. Yeah, well, I was getting there, but you beat me too. What are you sipping uh, on? Maybe I'm being a little aggressive because I have a beverage this evening. My traditional amaretto. I have moved from amaretto sour to just give me the amaretto on the rocks. Hmm. Um, okay. It, We've it moved to no me, mixer. Good for you. Yeah, keeps me on the mm. truth. Enjoying mm-hmm. the night. I Good like it. for you. Hey, take back the night. That's what that's what a, a nameless, faceless someone said in their song. I was about to say, are we quoting? <laughs> Take back the night. All right, guys, listen. It is March. It is Women's History Month here in the U.S. March the 8th was International Women's History Day. And for you guys today, we have a really special episode. We are going to be talking about Michael Jackson's Leading Ladies, And I'm going to start by saying this. We've all seen the videos, the dancing, heard the music and the vocals, but no Michael Jackson video would be complete without his signature style, iconic and innovative dance sequences, and the leading ladies. What becomes a thriller without the deafening scream of Ola Ray being cornered by zombies, (laughs) zombies, in an abandoned house? Or the way you make me feel without the unforgettable chasing and wooing of Tatiana Thompson through the streets of L.A. There are only a few ladies fortunate enough to list a Michael Jackson music video on their resume. And today, in honor of Women's History Month, we will unpack Michael Jackson's leading ladies and their contributions to the world. Users, how do you guys feel about what we're going to be talking about today? Well, I'm I'm down for it because let me tell you, it might be a man's world, but it would be nothing. 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 Without a woman or a girl. Shout out to James Brown, the Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother Number One. Because it's so important to recognize that women have shaped the world far beyond what they have been given credit and due for. And now let's circle it in and go really small and talk about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, the women in his orbit that have been his collaborators have been his lovers, allegedly, or love interests, allegedly as well, are a part of the mystique and story of Michael Jackson. It's part of the lore. It's part of the tea, baby. And we want to honor the tea and we want to honor the art. So I'm down for it. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, before we go further and we get into our content for today, we first want to honor the other women, Michael Jackson content creators. All of you guys out there, you know who you are. We love you. We appreciate you. And we are so honored to stand in this space of content creation in the Michael Jackson fandom with you guys. Just a few that we know, MJ Fangirl, 
Elise from the, the MJ cast. We love you guys. Anybody else you guys could think of that we, we want to shout out? Janet Jackson podcast, ladies. Oh, cousin yes, Cam I can't forget. Courtney, you cannot yeah, forget that Cam our North Carolina cousin. And we need Absolutely. to roll up on them. I'm assuming they're going to the Charlotte show. We go to have fun. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, we need to see Courtney, cousin Cam. If y'all are listening, we need to connect and we'll definitely hit you up because that's that I believe that is the show we're going to. And if you guys are also going, we should definitely figure this shit out. Um, but yeah, no, also little sis on garden talks, and uh she is pretty phenomenal. She did a whole Jackson's January. Um, and she also hosted that spaces with with TJ when he caught himself um in a rat trap. And so for sure, and I'm trying to think of uh, I'm trying to think of her name, Garden Talk. Y'all know who I'm talking about on Twitter. And she goes by Mother Rose, as a matter of fact. And I want y'all to really check her out. She is at the Rose Garden with a W. And she's doing some great content as well. Another female content creator, but also another woman content creator, also a Black woman content creator. So shout out to all the folks giving a lot of love and acknowledgement to the Michael community, whether it be Janet, Michael, whomever. We see you. Yes, we love you guys. We support you. And over at the LMJ Radio Net, there is also, I don't know her name, but again, we love you, Teyamo. We love you guys. And we really appreciate you guys for all that you do in this Women's History Month, especially. So this episode is going to be dedicated to all of you ladies because we love you. We love you. L-O-V-E. We love you. All right, so we want to start off this episode. There you go. Cuando no estás. Cuando no estás. What's that today? Cigarette. Oh, no, that's not it. That is not it. What is it then? I just can't tell you. Love you. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so last month, guys, we had our Black History Month spotlight. We highlighted some of Michael Jackson's dance influences, Black dance influences, to be specific. And we had two guests, very special guests on our episode. We had the Dr. Andrew Green on our episode with his wisdom and insight. And we also had Taj Jackson giving us his latest updates on his docuseries. So I want to ask the users, what are your thoughts, recaps, I don't know, impressions, things you wish you had said, wish you had done for that episode. Let's talk to the people. And I do want to start by saying this myself personally. I said this in Patreon. I'm going to say it here now. I want to make it very clear that Taj came on our episode knowing full well that we have been very critical of his docuseries and having heard episodes of our podcast in the past. He came on, he didn't give us any kind of parameters. There was nothing that we couldn't ask him. He was not a diva in any way. He was very gracious. He answered our questions and we had a really great time with Tosh. So I just want to start by thanking Tosh for being so open and willing to speak with us and and doing it in a way that was very, very gracious. So we're going to start with that, but I'm going to start with you, user two, because we always start with user one. We're going to start with you, user two. Let's let's talk about it. Let's give the dish. We had offline chats, not with, with you guys, but we're going to tell you guys what we thought about that episode. Ooh, can you hear my beverage? The ice about melted. That's how you know I'm at the bottom here. Okay. 
listen, Taj episode was a lot of fun. Taj is always so generous with his time. So I got off all my questions. It wasn't a thing that I left on the table. I needed to know who did those braids. And I waited patiently until the end of the episode and we got that resolved. I did become a donor about halfway through that podcast. And hey, now I'm looking forward to the product now. I think we asked really good questions. Uh, user 1.5, I'm really proud of you for one, not being afraid to take accountability in that conversation because I think a lot of our conversations are digested internationally and folks who aren't familiar with us in real life or where we come from or our experience may misinterpret a lot of the stuff that we say. And so I think it was really nice to address a lot of the misconceptions about how we feel about Taj because unequivocally we are supportive and want Taj to win. I mean, that's never been a question. And I think some of the folks took a lot of our criticisms and jokes, moreover, a little too seriously, but it was really comforting to see Taj and to talk through that experience with him, talk through those questions with him. And he was not afraid to answer anything. Like, again, very generous with his time, was open and answered everything. So, yeah, I became a donor by the end of the episode. So you sure did. There we are. So you, listen, and there we have it. Go fund me high. We roll together. We roll it on. She is now officially a donor. User two is and and congratulations for that user. two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be honest. In, in full transparency, I became a donor because Taj sold me like, OK, it seems like you gave this a lot of thought, my brother. So you know what? I'm going to contribute my little $50, my little, you know, pesos and do what you can with it. There are a lot of people who gave a lot more than I did. So, you know, just contributing my piece. And he said all the donors are going to get a treat at the end. Why would I not sign up for that? That's so, what he said. You That's got me, Taj. You got me. He said it live and in living color. He definitely did. Um, And I just thank you. I want to just thank you for acknowledging my growth. I definitely, accountability is the word for 2023. And uh, yeah, the word scammer, the name scammer can be very inflammatory and very harsh to a lot of people. And I just wanted Tosh to know that I did use that word in reference to him, but it wasn't meant in, in, it was half joking, half serious, but yeah. I'm glad I got to be able to speak with him and tell him myself, because let me tell you something, ain't nothing better than you telling somebody what you said about them. I agree. And can I add one more thing there? User yes. 1.5 mm-hmm. for anyone who genuinely thinks that we would actively root against anyone in the Jackson family. When we do a whole Michael Jackson podcast, you are delusional. Like, catch these jokes or not. And also, we ask poignant questions. So shout out to all the folks who asked us over the last few years to get a chance with Taj and ask him some of those questions. So I think we did a really good job of representing that corner of the Michael Jackson fan community. And again, if you think we're rooting against Taj, grow up. Yeah. To be clear, we're rooting for everybody black. All right, user one, what are your thoughts and recaps on our Taj Andrew Green episode? Oh man, Taj and 
and and Dr. Green, lots of fun was had. I'm so glad both of them took time out of their schedule to come and appear on the Black Jackson Estate podcast because we needed to have Taj come and talk to us because we've been asking for a while. And I think the the interesting thing is that we 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 certainly invited them in response to commentary that was made on the the MJ cast and we wanted to clear it up, we wanted to be very perfectly clear as to what our thoughts and feelings were on things. And so that was our purpose in, in inviting them because honestly, everyone's got an opinion and everyone's entitled to feel the way they feel. And we wanted to give Tosh an opportunity to, A, hey, here are some active dissenting voices saying, you know, we expect more, right? Where's the more? And how do you address those voices in a respectful way? And I think we did that. I don't need to tear you down or throw you around to get my point across. If I have to do that to get my point across, I really don't have a point to make. And so I'm glad we did not take that road where some have actively taken that role in nameless, faceless Twitter posts, you know, that's not, that's not how we roll. If I can say it about you, I can bring it to you. And we definitely tried to do that while also balancing the idea of respect for every individual. And Todd is just such a nice person, um, very kind. There's no reason to kind of thrash him about. So I really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed being able to talk about other things other than that, the documentary. I enjoyed that we got to talk about Jafar and how he got to praise his cousin for securing the bag and the role of a lifetime, truly. And I also appreciate how fun he was with MJ Trivia. We put everybody through the hoops on MJ Trivia. Sometimes we put you so much through the hoops. The damn questioner got the answers wrong and making you think you're wrong and you're right. You so do that a lot. I just want to bring that It's to just your to shake attention. it up. You know what I'm saying? You it's all, it's all staged. You like, oh no, um, you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You was right. I was wrong. It's a song. So I really enjoyed it. Super glad Andrew got to hang out with us for the Black History Month spotlight, which is so important. We got to talk about folks who just do not get their due. And so glad we got to talk about Charlie Atkins and we got to talk about uh, Demita Joe Freeman and we got to talk about all of these wonderful dancers, Fatima Robinson, all these folks, Janet Jackson, who we talk about a lot, but who have truly made and helped make Michael the icon he is. So Lots of fun. If you haven't listened to that all the way through, get some, you know, get some time on your hands or just chop it up, chop it up. It's long, but I think it's a good one. You'll really enjoy it. And hopefully it'll give you some food for thought on many different topics. Yeah, it's definitely a long one, folks. I had to chop it up myself and uh, imagine recording. (laughs) Imagine recording it and you don't really get to chop it up, but it was a great episode. Imagine editing it. Well, yeah. and thank you for that. Thank yeah. you, guys. Please send yeah. her all of your love because yep. for all of the rest of 2023, she's going to remind us yep. that she's the one who edited the yep. five-hour long episode. Yep. Thank you, user one. Welcome. Um, Dr. Green was just, uh, I mean, he has a wealth of knowledge. He is so fun to talk to. He was so fun to be on the podcast with, and he's just such a great guy. And I just enjoy being able to to speak with him and have him kind of chime in on on these really great dancers and just the little history facts and knowledge and bits and pieces that he knew about, especially James Brown. He was just so excited listening back the James Brown bit. He was just super, super excited and told us a little bit about, you know, his past history with James Brown. And was it his mom that was a James Brown fan? And I mean, it was just a, it was just a really good 
experience to have Dr. Green on the show. So we are excited. We hope you guys liked it. We had a lot of comments. We had a lot of people saying a lot of things on Twitter, on Instagram, on our Patreon, and we really appreciate all of the feedback. This was also our first episode to go live on our new YouTube channel. So if you guys aren't subscribed, go to youtube.com, search for the Black Jackson Estate and hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you guys so much. We love you guys so much. And we are looking forward to having more awesome guests on the show and more awesome content for you guys. So stay tuned. All right. You guys hear that? That is the news music. I am going to kick it over to user two. She's going to talk about our news segment, and she's also going to talk about the Oscars. Hi, friends. Listen, if you haven't noticed, most of our news segments have been missing on our public pages. You've been in Spotify, you've been at Apple Music, and you're like, ha, 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 where's the news? Well, let me tell you where it is. Patreon.com forward slash the Black Jackson Estate. Our subscribers have been paying for premium content over at Patreon. You get two special episodes and one of those includes the news. So if you miss those news segments, you know what you need to do. Go on over to Patreon.com, type in the Black Jackson Estate or simply Patreon.com forward slash the Black Jackson Estate. I want to give a shout out to a few of our subscribers. Elise, we love you. Flips, we love you. Holiday Lights, keep shining. Dion, we love you. Frankie Bolt, we love you. Savannah, we love you. Carrie Jackson, we love you. Alex, or as uh, user one used to say, Alexandra, we love you. Abby or Abby, we love you. Oh, no, we confirmed this. Abby is Abby with an I. We love you. Ingrid, we love you. Takiria, we love you. Kayla, we love you. B-Pop, we love you. Jaquella, we love you. Michaela, we love you. Alicia, we love you. Amari, we love you. Antoinette, we love you. Did you hear all those individual love notes I just sent to y'all? Get over to that Patreon. You'll get a shout out too. If you join us on Patreon, you already know we recapped hot off the press after the Taj episode. We recapped over there. We also talked about TJ and his online controversy. You know, the hot and spicy topics y'all are used to hearing us chat about. We also want to remind you, this is a people-powered podcast and your support keeps us online. This is the part of the podcast where we invite you to become a sponsor. The Black Jackson Estate is a people-powered podcast. Your support helps keep our podcast streaming all over the globe. Each of our legendary sponsors gets to join us by becoming an official user and by supporting us on Patreon, again, you get the access, that exclusive content that only patrons can enjoy. So please donate and support our podcast and get a shout out on the next show. You can give on PayPal. That's paypal.me forward slash Blackjack Estate. Cash app, dollar sign, BLK, Jack Estate. Uh, da, 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 da. Keep that news music rolling. User one, just a couple topics you wanted to talk about this week. I think you want to redeem the queen, Angela Bassett. 
that did the thing, aka the <laughs> I was about to say the original Catherine Jackson. <laughs> The original bank, Catherine Jackson. The original actress, Catherine Jackson. <laughs> what have you got for us in the rest of the news clips on Main today? So let's talk about it a little. Let's get into it because I got something to say. So everyone, if you don't know by now, I don't know what rock you live under, but you need to poke some holes in the rock so you can at least see what's going on under it up, up from above. Angela Bassett, highly regarded, highly talented actress, American actress who played... Katherine Jackson in The Jacksons, An American Dream, was nominated for the first time, I think, in this category. Was it the first time ever for an Oscar? Nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for her. For Angela? No, it, this was the second time. This is the second time? Okay. So second she was time. nominated for What's Love. She just didn't win. That's right. She was nominated for playing Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With This. This is her second. So that was back in 92, what, 92, 93? You're talking about 30 years ago. So now she's nominated again for her role in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Best Supporting Actress, which is huge, not just because she's nominated and she's Black, but also because it's a comic movie. It's a Marvel movie. And Marvel really kind of has just been showing like the the action movies, the the superhero movies have really been kind of showing up at the Oscars. And some of that starts with Black Panther and some of the things she's been in. She gets nominated. Everyone is expecting that she will take this home. And of course, she unfortunately does not win. She loses out to Jamie Lee Curtis, who we all know and love from the Halloween series. Do we um, love her though? Because she said some disparaging stuff about Michael. She she has she has said some things. She's also was in Freaky Friday, which I loved growing up. She has said some things about Michael, but I'm that's not gonna necessarily make me write you off because I also understand how radioactive the topic is and how whatever right so she hasn't said anything that would make me throw her away although I don't agree with the thing she said about Michael so she ends up winning for her portrayal in a movie called what's everywhere everything all the time something blah 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 everything everywhere <laughs> once everything here there on a train in the rain whatever she wins everyone goes wow Angela Bassett gets robbed from what she deserved and the reason we're talking about Angela Bassett we bring this up because the Michael community also decided to rally behind Angela Bassett and say Angela Bassett deserved this award the ones who actually saw the movies like I don't appreciate people talking about you should have won but you have not seen any of the movies in the category how can you say this I don't think that's fair but on the other hand are we acknowledging that Black women are not properly accredited and given their due in many spaces, not just the movies, in politics and in hair and in law and in at the Walmart and at everywhere in between. OK, not given our due in many spaces, including this one. But I can't say I didn't see the other movies, but the Michael community definitely rallied behind this idea that Angela Bassett should have won. And also they reprised their suggestion that she appears Catherine Jackson in the upcoming biopic. So I, I'm curious as to what the users think about a Angela Bassett not winning this award. Also, what do you think about a potential or a rally behind Angela Bassett becoming Catherine Jackson once again? And the Michael Jackson biopic. What what y'all think? How do y'all feel about it? So I, I think it's understandable that people are disappointed because we've been waiting for Auntie to get her flowers here on Earth for a long time from people other than us. And by us, I mean the Black community. We know her as 
a legend and icon, uh, a, a staple in she's she's like Jennifer Lewis. She in all the black movies, you know what I mean? So I think it's very disappointing for us. And I can understand people voicing that frustration on Twitter. I also agree with you. I haven't seen the movie that 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 Jamie Lee Curtis was in that won the Oscar. I don't know if it was good, bad or ugly. But what I do know is that Auntie Angie didn't win. She looked very disappointed, broke my heart, but she looked beautiful, honey. If she won an award that night, it was the award for best looking over 60 woman in that place. Okay. She always comes to snatch. She comes snatch. She doesn't come to play. She looked phenomenal. She looked amazing. She's just a beautiful. I loved her. Y'all notice how she's been wearing purple to all the award ceremonies since Wakanda Forever? She looks beautiful. And you know, purple is the the Because she's our queen. She's been our queen. for real. Let's make it very clear. She's been our queen. All the church people who be wearing purple when they got their fruits of the spirit and whoever got the purple group, they, they immediately picked up on that. But... She's been wearing her purple looking beautiful. Courtney, her husband, Courtney, Mr. Courtney B. Vance knew the assignment. He was there to take pictures. Yeah, that's what we did. To, to make we sure we got good for. frames. And yeah. when she didn't win that night, he also knew his assignment, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me love you yeah. down, Courtney B. Vance. Okay. Gave All right. Angela Bassett, I hope, some let me love you down time. Okay. Um, so the second part to your question, because we're gonna keep we're gonna move on. The second part to the question Ashley, am I wrong? I, that was disgusting. Yeah, I just I don't know why she wants to stay there in these weird That's places. disgusting, but you, you oh, talking no, about we're not doing that, by no. Smokey Robinson, but that's disgusting. Smokey Robinson is yet to release a already classic. Uh, I don't like album. how you said yet to release. Smokey yeah, Robinson that was yet really I'm uncomfortable. I want to stop the, I want to stop it right there. I just want to stop it right there. Can you rephrase? Happy Women's History Month. <laughs> so, I the second part is this. I think she would be Listen, I I would love to see her as Miss Katie again, but I think it's time for a new a new wave of people to come in and pick up the mantle of the Jackson story. I think we should start. I think the biopic, I think I've said this before, the biopic should start where the Jacksons and American Dream left off. But I don't know that I would want to see her as Miss Katie again. I think she she played the role. She did a phenomenal job reprising it at this point wouldn't be anything that I would want to see, although I know she would do an amazing job. Maybe if she had a cameo in there, that would be a, the the bit of nostalgia that we need. But it seems like, I don't know, from what I understand, they have a wonderful cast lined up. They've got Jafar. So I don't know that Miss Angela needs to be in it. She just needs to remain our queen of Wakanda for the rest of her life. Well, that's, she's that's kind of she dead be. already. In the well, film. you know, listen, oh. like the so like like the telenovelas, we can always come back to life. Uh, I like how she yeah. came back like Mufasa at the end. Remember who you are. Right. Yeah, she can always come back when you know they go into the ancestral realm. So she yeah. can literally live forever. That is, and true. while she's also returning in the ancestral realm, bring Michael B. Jordan with you because we enjoy. Um, we he enjoy knows him. how to build a body. Oh my God, Lee Lord, how mighty on high. Like, oh my goodness. Happy Women's History Month. <laughs> he is just, he is exquisite. I don't know if he knows it. I, I hope he knows it. And shout out to Jonathan Majors. Anyway, here's also the reality, which user two, user 1.5 was saying it's time to pass the mantle to another 
group. All right. Well, that was exciting, guys. But look, we are going to head into our content for this Women's History Month, and it is entitled Michael Jackson's Leading Ladies. I want to start this segment of our episode by asking both of you users, who is your favorite leading lady in a Michael Jackson video or short film and why? Oh, Ray, because, oh, okay. Oh, change. go ahead. I was going to start with you anyway, baby. Okay, great. Uh, Hi, my name is User2, and I choose Ola Ray because Michael had to see those titties before she could get the job. And there you have it. User1, who's your favorite leading lady and why? I am going to go with class, not trash, and choose Naomi Campbell. Um, this is Naomi Campbell that threw a phone at her assistant. <laughs> now, you didn't interrupt Ashley at okay, all. Okay, well, so, you tried to like I said in the Patreon, Ola. I want equality. Okay, go ahead. I want equality. Go ahead. I'm going to choose Naomi Campbell. Not only is she absolutely a 10 out of 10, the grace, the poise, the lines, (laughs) an ideal leading lady. And Michael could not keep his little nasty hands off her. And I loved it. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to say that my favorite leading lady was Iman. She is, for me, just absolutely beautiful, stunning, regal. She commands respect when she walks into a room and I absolutely adore her. So she was my favorite leading lady, but we are going to talk about all of them in order of appearance. And we are going to start with the one and only Ashley's favorite, Miss Ola Ray. Ola Ray, of course, was Michael Jackson's leading lady in Thriller. She was born August 26, 1960 in St. Louis, Missouri. She is an actress and a model, and of course, her most notable role is as the girlfriend of Michael Jackson in Thriller. In 1975, she moved with her family to Tokyo, Japan, because her father was stationed there, and after she got to Tokyo, she began her professional dancing and singing career. She was in a dance group called The Puppets with her twin brothers and her sister. And in Japan, the puppets were super popular in the 70s. They were in TV commercials. They were doing performances in different cities throughout Japan. And they actually got a recording contract with CBS Records in Tokyo. Did you guys know that? I did. I Did you? Did you? Yeah, there was um there's a little short film. I can't remember if this was during Thriller era. I'm pretty sure it was post, to be honest. I don't know. Some news clip on Ola where she talked about that Tokyo career and how when she came back to do Playboy, how easy it was for her to sign up because she didn't really have a great understanding of the cultural relevance. So she didn't know that posing in that magazine could literally change your career and open doors that you had never considered. She was just booking the gig. So... I do remember hearing that, but, you know, she doesn't act like it. (laughs) And listen, Ola, like you said, Ola model for Playboy. She was the Playmate of the Month in June 1980. This is obviously after they come back from Tokyo. And then that appearance in Playboy, like Ashley was saying, actually got her a contract with Johnson & Johnson to promote their Classy Carol hair product. Now, it all made sense once I got here because I was like, not the Classy Carol kit. Y'all know what a Jerry Carol kit is, children. Children out there listening in listening land. If you're a Michael Jackson fan and you don't know what a Jerry Carol is, log out. The kit 
was there to keep your curls juicy and moisturized. Scrumption. And Ola Ray got a gig from Playboy, which I don't know how. Now, who was looking at the Playboy at her and was like, oh, I think we she can sell our <laughs> I think she can sell our uh, our curl kit. But anyway, so Playboy got her the curl kit promo uh, or job with Johnson and Johnson. And she was from Playboy also cast in the Michael Jackson music video. Users, Ola Ray is essential to the plot of Thriller in a way that I don't think any other leading lady on this list is, except for maybe Iman. What do you guys remember most about Ola's Thriller performance with Michael Jackson? I love the walk. If you examine Ola's walk in rehearsals and when they actually- She could not find that damn beat. Well, I don't think she was focused on the beat. She was giving you a shimmy in the walk. She was really dedicated to pulling off the sex appeal part. I don't think she cared about that song. She probably didn't Ashley, even hear the and music. she said that in her book. She said, listen, when we were doing the walk, I got to touch his face. I was giving him sexy eye time. We were flirting. This is what she says in her book. So you are a spot on. She knew that the walk was just a part of a bigger package she was trying to sell in the moment, which is me, bitch. Yeah, she gave that body. Like, she gave it body, yaddy, yaddy. Mama was serving. And yeah, for real. She knew what she was doing. And when we talk about her book, I'll, I'll bring some more stuff up because it's some good stuff in there. Yeah, I love Ola for me. I, I loved her outfit, not in the movie. So so Thriller is like a, a movie inside of a short film. She's the star of the movie. What was the name of the movie? The, oh, I guess the name of the movie was Thriller. On the marquee, it said Thriller. So the movie where she had on like the 1950s clothes or whatever. And she was like, oh, Michael, you know. I oh, you. the movie and Thriller. The movie that they were watching. Got and it. then, so she was the star of that movie. But then she was also the star of the music video Thriller. And I just loved her fake innocence in the movie inside of the video. <laughs> what are we gonna do now <laughs> i mean she was just like he was like really we're out of gas and then the asses was walking i was like honey you were not expecting that was you baby she, she thought he was really just trying to pick her up and she was gonna do it in the car that's right. the part i don't know if everybody <laughs> keep that like she was basically saying oh you can get the drawers in the woods but this <laughs> man was like no, I'm literally out of gas, ma'am. As he laughing, tell me, he <laughs> I'm out of gas. Let me tell that's you something. Not in the funny. real world, in the real world, that's the uh, matter of fact, nigga. I'm calling my daddy or AAA or whoever, <laughs> right. and uh, and I don't have shit else to say to you. But you know what's wh- what I really liked about Ola? I thought she really complimented Michael just aesthetically, like the look of the video. Yeah, she's not that tall, right? And that was a part of her modeling trick, right? Because it's hard to get into supermodel status if you're not at what Tyra Banks say. How tall you gotta be? We're not quoting Tyra, are we? You <laughs> Five ten, five eleven. You gotta be like five ten. You know, you gotta be tall. Like Ola Ray's five foot four. So Michael's like five foot nine, five foot ten. You could put her in heels. She looks, you know, she has a she has a nice figure. You can she looks nice. So she's gonna compliment him well. She's not gonna tower over him. He can kind of wrap his arms around her and draw these more as they were trying to do with Michael and the Biddy, these more masculine lines. And you know, she really fit well in that. She sold him as this real like playboy. I think just the look of her did that. And I think that is a function she maybe didn't even see. She she kind of, but like to me, that was definitely there. And that to me was a big asset for her 
as well as that damn scream. Cause I don't know who screamed like that. Like oh, since yeah. you've had a lot of practice screaming for fake as happy women's history month, we have all done. Yeah. She, her actual, her lines weren't great. Her delivery of her lines weren't great, but the thing she didn't say her being afraid of them zombies, when she turned around and looked and realized she was surrounded, like her nonverbal acting was spectacular except for at the end when she put her hands up in her face like that was gonna stop them zombies from getting her but we we digress but the actual speaking part wasn't that great she did a really great job making you believe that she was completely terrified and she really if she were not in this video y'all what do y'all think who else could have done that is can you think of anybody else that would have not overshadowed Michael, but also been able to hold their own next to Michael Jackson in a music video like Thriller. I think there's plenty of people that could have done it, but she did it. And she is etched in stone. She set a very high bar for video girls because she showed up ready to work, serving, doing her job. So, Ola, I salute you for your service. And I know you don't get your just due, and that's quite upsetting for you. Not so much me, but I. it's Women's History Month, and God bless you. You did your thing. I think she you're right, user, too. I think you're right. She, anyone, I think sometimes we don't acknowledge the role luck plays in some things in our lives. This is all lucky, you know? Like, you luck out, because, of course, there are many beautiful girls and many capable women who were just as qualified or whatever but she gets lucky because she becomes the one that catches the eye of the director and you know that sort of thing so I think that yeah I don't think that she was special I think that there was a divine timing in her life for this thing and when when Jesus says yes nobody can say no and I think she was just in that bag in this moment and good for her because she got a lot of miles out of it it also pigeonholed her and she also had to run after Michael for her money but um what a ride yeah what a ride well on to the messy part as user one just said so Olaray did complain in the past about difficulties collecting royalties from her participation in Thriller. She ultimately sued Michael Jackson in May of 2009 in a dispute to obtain uncollected royalties. She ended up settling with the estate for $75,000 after Michael's death. And Ola has recently completed a book memoir entitled For the Thrill of It All. And it's a Sam Smith album too, The Thrill of It All. And in this book, she chronicles not only her personal life prior to Thriller, but she talks about her time with Michael Jackson and on the set of Thriller. And I do believe user one wants to read some excerpts just so that we can be petty betties and a little messy today. So user one, I'm going to kick it to you. I'm here for it. I got time today. So the first thing I'm going to read. So Ola's book chronicles her life and career. And if we're just being, if we're keeping it 100 Nobody cares about anything other than Thriller. Like, give us that story. She cares. She cares. Yeah. The reading, ingesting public primarily cares, almost exclusively cares about what you have to say about your work with Michael Jackson and Thriller. A couple notes about Ola's writing. She LOLs a lot in this book. And I mean that very literally. She writes L-O-L. 
in all caps. So did she, she have really, a writing partner on this book or did she do this at the at the house at her computer? High level questions I don't have the answer to. I'm just <laughs> telling you that she quite literally LOLs in this book and that brings her joy. And so I'm for it. I'll I use her too. So she talks a lot about the recording of Thriller. And one thing that seems to be very clear is that she feels, in her opinion, that she and Michael had something that could have been kindled into a real thing and it just never came to be. So there's some juicy parts about it. She talks about how funny Michael is and how he likes to play pranks and how he was you know, not cute, but she's like, it's a lot of flirting that was going on. There's a lot of bedroom eyes that were being exchanged on the set of Thriller and in our private moments. And she's like, okay, I'm ready to spill the beans. And I'm gonna tell you. So if you haven't read her book, you definitely need to catch the book and catch these portions because she goes into a lot of detail. So she talks about kissing Michael. You remember she kisses him on the cheek. Okay. She talks about that. I'm going to read this excerpt. Watching him, this is Michael Jackson, perform up close and personal like that was amazing. I felt like I was the only girl in the world. I couldn't help but think how lucky I was. I had Michael Jackson all to myself. I was so grateful to have been selected to be in this iconic film. Finally, this was my chance to flirt with him while he sang to me. I gave him all the sexy stares looks that I had. I remember flirting with him with just my eyes as I moved my body to a slow, seductive pace, walk to the beat. I love the fact that I was able to touch his face oh so gently while listening to him sing to me. Michael and I were feeling each other that day and sparks were flying everywhere. At this point, when we would take our breaks, I would often look up and see Michael staring at me. Our eyes would meet with a smile. We both felt it. We knew that what we were doing was going to be very special. Mm-hmm. Delusional. Mm-hmm. And she's right. What they did, what they did together in creating this short film thriller was very special. So she is 100% correct. 100%. <laughs> Delusional. <laughs> okay, Ashley, I got another story for you. I'm going to summarize this one. So this is the story where o- Ola alludes in her book that I know you guys want to know, and y'all do, let's just keep it real, whether Michael and I had sex. That's the illusion, right? She alludes to that. She's like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to tell you. So apparently, according to her in her book, again, go read it if you haven't and you're interested. There came a day when Michael called her to his uh, trailer and in the trailer, you know, they had been flirting and all this other stuff beforehand. Right. And he calls her to the trailer and they start talking about them. And she's like, I really want to be with you. He's like, I want to be with you too, but it's someone else who's really interested in you. And I promised I wouldn't interfere in his, you know, pursuit of you. And she's like, hold on a second. That sounds like y'all. a swerve. <laughs> you want the story and all. I'm just saying it sounds like a swerve. Sound like some dudes say when they really don't want to talk to you, but they don't want to hurt your feelings because you're in their face. Go ahead. So he's like, I said, I want to fear. I won't get in the middle of it. So we can't really be together. And plus my mom, <laughs> mommy wouldn't approve. Mommy dearest would not approve of you. And she's like, oh, it's because I did Playboy or whatever. She's like, yeah, pretty much. So she's like, hold on a second. So y'all men are deciding who can have me. And I feel like I'm already damned if I do, damned if I don't with your mama because I did this Playboy. So Michael's like, hmm, it's kind of what it is. So she's kind of heartbroken or whatever. He gets up. This is her in the book. She gets up. 
and he goes to the bedroom part of the trailer, right? And my guy strips down. He's taking his clothes off, everything. He's butt naked. I'm sorry. He's not butt naked. He is in his briefs, okay? And he's giving her the look like, okay, what you trying to do? And she was like, I didn't want a one night or a one time when bam, thank you, ma'am. I wanted a real thing from him. I cared for him. I really wanted to see where a relationship would go. And so I turned it down. I turned down the D. That's pretty much what she said. You big dummy. <laughs> Ola, what's wrong with you? Oh, Ola was mad because she already knew what it was. He gave her that speech off top. Oh, somebody else, you know, homie the clown wants you. And so I had promised another man that I wasn't going to pursue you. And that don't even sound like that don't even make no darn sense. He was never going to pursue her. That's not how men work. Men will go after you knowing right. that homeboy wants you. He was never going to pursue her. They but going he after it. They trying to see who can win the gold. Listen, what have we learned on TikTok this year? If he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to be with you, he would have been with you. He didn't. He wanted. <laughs> he wanted. What did he want? He wanted what he stripped down for. He was trying listen, to see. Listen, baby. If listen, he was trying if you're telling to see me if she was DTF. And she wasn't and she, with it. And she wasn't. Now, if you believe her story, okay, cool. But now the people who say, I think she's lying. I'm going to tell you why they have a point. Because you can't tell me that you were this enamored with Michael Jackson. And then you are presented with a prime opportunity to show him why whatever he promised this other man is bull. And you, sis, it's time for you to perform. Yeah, this is and what you, we're here for. And you yeah. don't take it? Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's kind of amazingly unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Who would choose that? Like, we're all, like, none of us know of any scenario where we would or someone we know would do that given the circumstance so i mean i'm not saying she lying she could be telling the truth but it's just so crazy she could be lying in the book right she could be like i, I switched it up for y'all because y'all really don't need to know that i or maybe that's open. just how she remembers it that's what she recalls she you also know? said that majestic was supposed to set up a rendezvous for her and michael in vegas and it just never came to fruition and he passed away so mm. um and she also wanted her money um so well, and she got 175000 which seems pretty low, but, you know, good for her. That's what she settled was with. Was it that much? With the estate. It was, I'm sorry, it was 75000 After lawyer's fees, she probably got about 50. After lawyer's fees, after we come and snatch up your purse, because <laughs> we get the money first, baby. It's in yeah. my account, and I'm going to write you your check later. Billable yeah. hours. Yeah. Billable, well, baby. And I told you what it was going to be in the contract. So, yeah, after the, after the lawyers got their fees, she probably got a good... 50 mm. i give her about 50 no i mean she probably did it on contingency so that's like a third a third gonna go to the lawyers plus that's the fee that's the lawyer fee now we're talking about lawyer expenses you know all the expenses they had to incur to go after it so you got to pay the fee you got to pay expenses <laughs> so just keep your minus sign handy because you're going to use it a lot well Ola Ray, we're going to end in a place of positivity with each of these ladies tonight because I like to begin and end in positivity and joy. Ola Ray, the only other music video that she has credited to her name is Give Me the Night by George Benson. I do believe that that uh, won a, a Grammy Award. I think it won a Grammy Award over Michael, I want to say. Um, in 1980. She has done a slew of television and movie appearances all the way up to 2020. 
And so she is still out here working. She also continues to do podcasts and different episodes and continues to talk about her time with Michael Jackson. So Ola Ray, we commend you, ma'am. You can come on the show if you want to. We're going to ask you about what happened in that trailer that night. All right. We are moving on swiftly to our next leading lady. And that is the one and only Tatiana Thompson in The Way You Make Me Feel. Tatiana was born April 22nd, 1960. That's my sister's birthday. Same day, different year in Clearwater, Florida. And her God-given name is Stephanie Yvonne Thompson. She changed it to Tatiana later on in life. She is an actress best known for The Perfect Model, which was a 1988 film, Identity Crisis in 1989, and she was on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 1990. After being discovered in ballet class at the age of 19, Tatiana signed a modeling contract in Japan. So she has a lot in common with Ola, where she spent five years. Once she returned to New York, she began working on the Harry Belafonte film Beach Street before moving to L.A. in 1986 to begin working in commercials and she did a campaign for LA Eyewear and she also appeared in the opening credits. Pop quiz, pop quiz. What 90s TV series was Tatiana in the opening credits of? It's a different world. Let me tell you. Was she on the truck? Where she, you come? No, not not the uh, not the she first was on season. The, the boys to men version. Baby, we oh. skipped the first season of a different world, yeah. and we all know why. We all know why <laughs> we don't watch that season. Okay, start. Y'all didn't have two. Debbie Allen in the bag, baby. <laughs> that's a Starting with season two, she was in there on the. If you remember when who walked past Ron, a girl walked past Ron, and uh, somebody grabbed his face and and turned his head. That was Tatiana. That was her. That was sis. Yeah. That so was sis. Was- sis sis had she she didn't have a body. She had the height. She had the lines. She did. She you did. have to go to the lines. Like Naomi Campbell got the lines. You have the height. It's not that you got like boom boom pow. You're not like Meg. You're not like you're not you're not like the stallion or nothing like that. Oh but no, ain't nobody not Meg. <laughs> Like you ain't quite built like that nah. but you got these lines like like it's, you got these long lines and it's very attractive it's appealing da, 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 da. like the supermodel look it's a supermodel look so tatiana appeared alongside michael jackson in the way you make me feel as his love interest she honestly aesthetically was similar to Ola Ray, in my opinion as mirroring michael's look at the time and she tells a story about how the first time she actually talked to michael or had one-on-one time with Michael was when they were filming. She was trying to climb through the car. We all know that sequence where she was going through the car to get away from Michael. And she said her boot actually got stuck on the seat in the car because the car was old and beat up. And so she said, the next thing she knows, she looks down and Michael Jackson's hand is on her thigh trying to help her get her boot unstuck. And it actually, she actually ended up falling out of the car. And then Michael came over to help her get up. And that's how they, that's how they ultimately met. Of course, Tatiana was featured on the Bad Tour where she notoriously got fired from because she kissed Michael on the mouth during one of their dance sequences. And the rest is history, dear listeners. Users, let's talk about Miss Tatiana and her contribution as a leading lady in the world of Michael Jackson. I mean, this uh, contribution is a stretch, but it's women's history. (laughs) I think she didn't give us what Ola gave us in the way you make me feel, but 
She did her job. She sold it. That little black dress was adorable. The hair, we loved it. You know, The hair was bigger than her body. Honest to God. I think that was part of the gig. Like, if you're smaller than Michael, then he can, you know, pick you up and bend you over like a lady or whatever in a passionate kiss, which is basically what he would do to her. I feel like Michael could actually pick her up. And we know Michael's limit is probably right around 105, 110. The only other woman we've seen him pick up is Diana Ross. So He picked Debbie up that one time. Who? On a bike. He picked... <laughs> No, she on a motorcycle. Up on the, she picked on the bike. Up on the bike. So what are you? You know what? That was it's Women's History Month. You're not gonna body shame Debbie Rowe on my watch. I'm not body shaming nobody. She just lying because Michael didn't pick her up. <laughs> Michael she never picked tried him up. to pick up Deborah Rowe. Y'all saw how angry they got real quick. My goodness, because you're lying. <laughs> Have some decorum about yourself. Okay, let me. I'm going on mute. That's right. Keep it on mute. Listen, Tatiana has gone on a campaign to talk about her relationship with Michael. We are going to link. There's a YouTube video that has a compilation of everything that she has said about her perceived relationship, non-relationship with Michael. In her mind, he was in love with her. Apparently, it was confirmed by a couple of people. They never really had anything past a business relationship. In her own words, she said that. But she was definitely had feelings for Michael. And I'm seeing a theme roll out here, y'all. I just want to make it very clear. Michael seemed like the dude that would finesse you and then leave you alone. That's all I'm saying. But... You Majestic know. was also supposed to set up Tatiana and Michael. So the fact that Tatiana and Ola said that Majestic is the link, I know so Majestic Michael was is messing the with these women. He's he yeah, Michael was messing with these ladies and he was messing with a mind for no reason at all. And I think that Tatiana got caught up. You believe your own hype so bad, like she had never been in the presence of this level of whatever. And I think she thought I'm fine as hell. And I got the look. I feel like I have personality. I feel like I have poise, whatever. Da, 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 da. I'm on Joe Jackson's management team under his, you know, whatever. Like, I feel like I'm positioned well to maybe secure the bag with Michael and become like his one. But we can't ignore. And you let me tell you why Tatiana probably got fired. I have a theory. Y'all want to hear it? You going to tell us anyway. Go ahead. You want to hear it. Tatiana says she took the liberty to cheek him on one performance and he, it wasn't planned but it went well and michael was like cool and she was like hey can i turn the heat up you know like can we do that again i'm just gonna turn it up a little bit and he was like yeah 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 let's do it again he he's finessing you y'all gotta realize when niggas is really playing you sometimes we all listen we all miss it sometimes but sometimes you should just you know he's a superstar just assume he's finessing you it's like drake just assume yeah. you were being finessed you've been played yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is some Michael Drake saying same thing. So next night she comes on the tour. She's like, okay, cool. We had this conversation. He's cool. We can turn it up a little bit. So she comes, she puts the, the lip lock on him. And from there, she ends up losing her job. Y'all want to know why I think she lost her job? It wasn't Michael. It wasn't Miss Catherine, who was apparently team Tatiana, according to her. You know who it was? Diana Ross. Diana Ross probably said, now I know this ain't no fuck shit. So we're blaming Miss Ross. 
And it's a they, lot of things that I they would had a secret relationship. So, but I, I don't know if this is it. But if they had a secret relationship and then he's on tour lip locking with another woman, that's a violation. Well, I, alleged, I'm just okay. throwing the theory in the mix. I'm just According throwing the theory in the mix. Tatiana, and she has a book. Her book is called The Way He Made Me Feel. If you guys, we don't want to read it. We don't want to read it. I'm just, I'm just, we, we, we do not want equality. We endorse Ola's book. I'm endorsing exactly the way he Ashley. Don't do that, Ashley. So he, she has a book out. Support me and Ashley. Women's History Month. We're supporting the women. This bullshit. The liars too. We're supporting liars too. Well, I'm just telling. There's, there's no lie in what I said. She has a book. It's called The Way He Made Me Feel. If you want to read it, go read it. So you're right. It's her opinion. Okay, go he ahead. said she said that Stephanie Mills might as well write a book. Oh God. She said that her and Michael the actually, way he took me home. <laughs> the way I watched his draws. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon <laughs> eggs draws. So anyway, she said that Michael and her in his hotel room. This is the this is in the book sat down and had a conversation about it. And Michael was so psyched about her kissing him on the lips. And so she was like, all right, cool. They have planned it. Then she gets up on stage and she does it. And then I'm going to read an excerpt from her book and you guys can tell me what you think about it. Okay. So this is after she gets home from the show on the bad tour where she kissed him on the mouth. This is the show that got her fired. Okay. When we got back to the hotel, John Draper, the tour manager, came up to me and I went with him to take care of my hotel bill. While we were standing at the registration desk, Miko Brando came out of nowhere and started screaming at me at the top of his lungs. How effing dare you do that to Michael, he yelled. You bitch, you effing bitch, what were you doing? How can you take advantage of him like that in front of all those people? He went on and on, obviously having no idea that Michael and I talked beforehand. It seemed so off the wall. Then Michael's manager, Frank DeLeo, walked past. After every prior show, Frank would tap me on the shoulder and tell me how great I was. That night, he didn't say a word, but instead gave me the most evil look I have ever seen. To this day, I have no idea what I did that was so terrible, but that was the end of the tour for me. I was not asked back when the bad tour went on to several cities. Cheryl Crow, of all people, took my place. That's her story. She don't know what she did wrong. That's what she said. Well, I'll say this. I had a similar experience as Miko and Michael. And if you don't know why you were terminated, go take some time to think about it. And whatever you think of is probably right. So I have a feeling she knows. Well, she knows when 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 he's if he allegedly said these words, how dare you take a, my, advantage in front of Mike in front of all those people? And then she know what she got fired. I mean, it's it pretty cut and dry. It's pretty clear pretty clear but anyway tatiana we love you baby i think tatiana is back in florida living enjoying her life out here in the sunshine getting some vitamin d and enjoying enjoying the rest of her life and she she will forever be the one that got fired i will say they overreacted a little bit don't you think i mean it's a kiss yeah. like yeah and i and it might have been michael no honest to god you're no. right it's a it might have been michael Diana Ross called in oh my the ace of spade and Man. said, now I told you. <laughs> huh? How did she, she get said, in she get- You need to follow. She's here because she's probably told that young man, listen, I'm cool with a lot of things. Stop. But 
no PDA. Your honor. He crossed the line in the other relationship he had. I think that's what got her fired. Honestly, I really do. I have no evidence. I have no evidence. You just made that up. You literally. I'm just saying. I have no evidence, but I think that some woman called in her trump card, and that's why Tatiana got got. Katie, no, Miss Katie said, "Don't have that girl kissing you all over that stage in front of all them people." That is no, not how a, we do a it. woman he's been intimate with was intimate with called in her trump card. Like, okay, cool, yes, whatever. We're we're quiet over here. We're keeping it in the bag. But what you won't be doing is, and I know that bitch wants you. So the minute she steps over the line, she got to go. I just feel like that's a man move. Like when he has to choose and he picks, and you ain't to pick, <laughs> and you got to go. I'm just saying. All right. Well, I mean, that could be it, but but we're going to end Tatiana again in a place of joy. So Tatiana's self-published book uh, in 2005, entitled The Way He Made Me Feel, she says about her book, The Way He Made Me Feel is a book about the portion of my life when I lived in Hollywood, California. I invite you to my journey from my life as a little girl and all the dreams I had and continue to deeply believe in. Who would have thought that someday they could all come true? I believe everything in life does have a reason and a purpose. Fate and destiny do exist. And my story proves this true. Did she sue him for some money? She didn't sue him. She just so went she out did. and talked shit. Okay. She just talked to anybody that would listen. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to move on on this Women's God History bless. Month episode. God bless Tatiana. We are moving on to the beautiful, incomparable, my favorite, Iman in the Remember the Time video. Of course, Iman portrayed queen nefertiti in the music video i'm sorry the short film remember the time from michael jackson she was born zahara muhammad abdul majid on july 25th 1955 and she is from somalia she was later renamed Iman, which means faith in Arabic, at her grandfather's urging because he believed that she would prosper more with a masculine name. She is an actress, a supermodel, and an entrepreneur. She is fluent in six languages, Somali, Arabic, Italian, French, Swahili, and English. And she grew up in Somalia, Egypt, and Kenya, and briefly went to the University of Nairobi. While she was there, she was discovered by an American photographer, and she moved to the United States for her modeling career. Her first modeling assignment was for Vogue in 1976, and this was a time that women that looked like her were not featured in large magazines as supermodels. So she is 100% a pioneer in the supermodeling industry. After almost two decades of modeling, she started her own cosmetics Lime in 1994. And let me tell you something, I have worn her powder on my face myself. She was approached by the CEO of the Home Shopping Network in 2007, and now she has her own clothing line based on her Egyptian heritage and childhood. And she continues to be a global ambassador around the world for children, for people living in poverty. Let me ask you this in the pop quiz. Who was Mon married to in 1992? Who did she marry? David Bowie. She was married to Bowie. And that was, as she described him, the love of her life. And I'll tell you something. I saw a really sweet interview and somebody asked uh, her if she could have a day with anyone living or dead in the world, who would she want to have the day with and she said she said I would want to have it with my husband just so I could hold him again 
And I just thought that was really sweet. She loved that man, y'all. She loved that man and he loved her. Of course, David Bowie passed away. Iman's costume from the video. I remember the time. Sold at auction in 2017 for $3,800. I would love to know who got it and what size it's in. Users, let's talk about the genius that is Iman. So Iman is a goddess. I mean, I don't think that... I'm being dramatic when I say that. Absolutely beautiful. I did not know the story about her name and the the change um, and the reasoning for it. But I mean, Zara Muhammad is just as beautiful as Iman Muhammad. But reality is this. She talks about how she just could not turn down the opportunity to be in this video with John Singleton, Michael Jackson, and Magic Johnson. She just could not say no to the opportunity and how much she really admired Michael for his humanitarian efforts and his love for children and his heart for children all around the world and the betterment of their lives. And so she was sold 100%. But when you really take a look at her background, her accolades, And then you look at what she was able to do in this movie, which was convince you. She was convincing above all others of royalty. Amen. Eddie Eddie Murphy did not give you a better, a more convincing performance of royalty. Michael showed up uh, with the black magic. And so, of course, he was not. But she really convinced you of royalty. And she gave an air of just high society to this, like a super, super model joining this cast of American entertainers. And she's like, oh, hold on a second. I got something. I'm like international, baby. Mm-hmm. She just, she took it to another level. Very she beautiful, very, own. very she- elegant. And I love that kiss, the most whatever kiss when it first hits in the movie. But then it's like Michael gets into it. And he's like, hold on a second. These lips. You know what my favorite part when Iman <laughs> says, I'm bored. <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, she what everything your, she is, did was kind of perfect. I mean, yeah. her fan, I'm doing it right now as I'm sitting here talking. Her fan and her like, you know, the fans going on her, and she's like, I'm bored. What is what is his what is your highness gonna do for his queen? I'm like, honey, listen, I need that energy going forward. That's the energy I'm gonna take with me. And he called everybody in their mom. When he, when she when she did that off with the head thing, I said, Oh yeah, she's the boss. She's clearly in charge of this relationship. Yeah, she definitely did the damn thing in the Remember the, Remember the Time video. Used to, what do you think? I, <laughs> so I always thought it was like a really like, Michael liked these like silhouette kisses in his videos. He's got a good eye. What you mean? I, <laughs> I was going like to say, what's the eye? <laughs> he's got a good eye. Like I, the visual of the silhouette kiss is just iconic. I think he got that from watching classic movies where the music plays. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's a <laughs> Casablanca. That's a it's like his Casablanca guy. moment. Yeah, that's a Metro Goldwyn Mayer <laughs> production over there. But Iman is amazing. She always has been a gorgeous natural beauty. And she did an excellent job playing that role of literally being the queen to Eddie Murphy's king. And still essentially having an affair in that music video in the house she was living in with her man. So if you think about it that way, even greater storyline. I love it. Iman's the best. Yeah, she's just she's the queen. She is the queen. Definitely my favorite leading lady because and she didn't have that many lines either. Right. She had the the part at the beginning. If you 
caught the VH1 version of the sped up short film where they cut all of that, you really don't even don't even hear her talking. But just her presence is regal. Iman, I love you. I would love for you to come on the show, ma'am. And she speaks six languages. Like, what? And we don't have the budget. So you got to come on pro bono, baby. I just hate it to tell you. Well, we we'll like let that, you talk about whatever you want to talk about. Ashley going to use her. Didn't you say you took Swahili at some some nerd camp? This I girl. Pull it out. Summer of Swahili, buddy. I got it. Well, we need you to pull that out. The best that she off. Is mama say mama say. But let me tell you this. <laughs> okay. Iman, I think these women give Michael a virulness that otherwise would be missing from his videos and i just thought she was very convincing as a love interest and i think he really enjoyed being up on her for a minute and i mean she was just absolutely gorgeous and bowie was his friend you know so and diana must have got her grip off because he was allowed to kiss her you know so you know we're not gonna blame everything on miss ross going forward you're right thank you User 1.5, we be fighting for our lives on this podcast. I mean, they don't even know. They have no idea. They have no idea. We like... Bok, bok. (laughs) She's just contrary to be contrary, y'all. She just likes to fight. She just likes to fight. (laughs) All right, we're going to move on from one beautiful supermodel to the next. We are going to roll on to Miss Naomi Campbell and her cameo in the In the Closet music video. Naomi Elaine Campbell was born May 22nd, 1970, and she is an English model, actress, singer, and businesswoman. She began her career at the age of 15 and was established as one of the most recognizable and in-demand models of the past four, y'all, count them, four decades. In addition to modeling, she has an R&B studio album that I bet y'all didn't know about. And she was born in South London to a Jamaican-born dancer, Miss Valerie Morris. In 1978, at the age of eight, Naomi made her first public appearance in Bob Marley's music video, Is This Love? And she actually studied dance from the ages of three to 16 and wanted to originally be a dancer. By the late 1980s, Naomi Campbell, along with two other supermodels who we don't need to name because they're not a part of this podcast, had formed a trio known as the Trinity. They were the most in-demand supermodels of their generation. And in 1987, she appeared on the cover of British Vogue. She was the first Black cover girl in over 20 years. In August 1988, she became the first Black supermodel to appear on the cover of French Vogue. And in 1991, she appeared, of course, in the In the Closet music video. And let me tell you guys, so here's the story about how Michael Jackson was able to get Naomi Campbell in his music video. So it was the last minute switch. Allegedly, he originally wanted Madonna to be in the video just like he wanted madonna to be on the record which i will never know why he wanted that lady on his video but anyway so according to babyface kenny madonna started making really weird demands allegedly she wanted michael to appear in drag and live up to the title so basically portray himself as a a gay man coming out of the closet and michael was like nah we're not doing that so he asked babyface to call naomi campbell Naomi Campbell was like, I need to talk to Michael. So then Michael called her and she was like, 
who is this? He was like, this is Michael and I want you to play the lead role in my music video. So these are her words. I'm going to quote her exactly. She said, when Michael actually called me, I said to Michael, thank you so much, but I can't do your video because I've got 30 shows to do in Paris and I've made my commitment and I can't cancel them. And then Michael said, well, I'll pay out the show so that you can come to the video. At that point, she couldn't say nothing. And so that's how he got her in the closet. Had you had you guys heard that story about how he got her to appear in the music video? Yeah, I had. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd heard it too, but I hadn't heard this Madonna bit. Now, I'm glad. And if y'all love Madonna, great for you. I'm glad she was not in this video. Not and I'm glad <laughs> because when I look at Naomi Campbell, Dear God Almighty, in 1991. Gorgeous. And I look at... Yeah. Not. Mm-hmm. Not Na- Naomi yep. Campbell. Not Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. I say God is she. God is woman. She's gorgeous. Yeah. A 10 out of 10. And some left over. And the body she gave him in that video, the way she... Pulled him in. No other woman has pulled him in in a music video the way Naomi Campbell pulled him in. Yeah. I mean, listen, everything about the In the Closet video, I loved. I loved Michael's look. I loved that kind of dusty Western-ish scene. I loved that sepia kind of coloring of the video. And I love the contrast of her skin tone to Michael's skin tone with that sepia kind of a background that the video was shot in it's just perfect the glistening glowy dewiness of her skin and i'm sure it was hot as hell wherever they were it looked like it was on a desert but that dewy glowiness was perfect and i didn't know before i started doing the research that she was a trained dancer so i'm like oh it makes so much sense that she was able to really give it to him when sis dropped it low in the video y'all remember when she dropped it low Mm mm-hmm yeah. I said she came ready to fight. Yeah. So what she said about Michael and her time shooting the video with him was that they laughed a lot. She said we were like kids. Uh, she said that he was a genius on set, but he also liked to play games and, and pranks, that he cracked jokes. And they played around with water guns. And so she said she had a really good time on the video and she would do it again if she had the opportunity. Now, the video was banned in South Africa for being too sexually suggestive, but it's one of my favorite Michael Jackson videos for sure. In 1994, she released her album, Baby Woman, and she had a top 100 single in Love and Tears. It reached number 40, but the album didn't really chart. I haven't heard Naomi Campbell sing. Hey, y'all heard her sing. What are we doing? No, thank you. No? Uh, user user one, have we heard Naomi sing? Or, or we I don't know Naomi anything about this. Okay, I don't well, know listen, about that this. is an assignment. We're going to go listen to one of Naomi Campbell's songs because no, maybe, maybe she can that. sing. I don't know. What I will say about Naomi Campbell is this. She has been a fierce and staunch defender of women of color in the modeling industry. She has spoken out against it many times and she was not here for the prejudice that continues, I think, to this day in the modeling industry. She is a phenom. I am so happy Michael was able to get her in the video. Let me tell you something. Michael was pulling the top dogs in his videos and good friend. All right, guys, we are going to move it right on along and we are going to head to Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson's baby sister. She appeared alongside him in scream. 
We have talked about Janet Jackson many, many times on this podcast. We are not going to hold you long, as the as the church folks say, at this Janet Jackson place. What I would like to ask the users about Janet Jackson appearing alongside her brother in Scream is this. So were Janet and Michael, the way that they were presented, packaged as the brother-sister combo in Scream, is that the best way to present two siblings whose stars are on the rise in a music video? Two siblings whose stars are on the rise. Yeah, who are at the peak of their career, who oh, are okay, at the, the top of their respective craft. Because this ain't Chloe and Hallie. This right. is Michael and Janet for right. sure. Okay. I think, honestly, for their sakes, I don't think there was any other way to approach it because if you think about their interpersonal relationship at that time, they both were very candid that they weren't spending as much time together because they were superstars and they were in different parts of the world. So I think it was a bit of a literal reunion and the theme of the song was really them joining forces. So it made sense. I think it was it was the no-brainer way to go. User one? Well, you got two choices. You got Michael and Janet doing Scream or you got Michael and Latoya doing The Way You Make Me Feel. Okay. Alrighty, and there you have it. Why can't I never finish? Why? Go ahead. Go Equality. Ahead, Go Equality ahead, is what I asked for on this podcast. I I need y'all to hashtag uh, equality for user one because I can't get it. Michael allegedly wanted Latoya to play the lead in the way you made me feel. Totally gross and goofy. Janet comes in with the hammer to defend her brother and to show solidarity of family for Scream. I mean, these are the choices you have. Because Rebe, we don't have nothing for Rebe. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. this is it. Yeah. This is the best. I agree. I don't think that people, I don't think we acknowledge it enough that Janet, literally, this was the time just after the allegations, just after the settlement or whatever happened there. And Janet was like, I am not distancing myself from my brother. Matter of fact, I'm going to do a whole damn video with him. And in this video, we're going to sing a song about how y'all getting on our last daggone nerves. Janet and Michael said it before Kendrick Lamar said it. Loyalty, Kendrick and Rihanna. Shout out to Rihanna, who just, that won the Oscar, right? Lift me up. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Kendrick Lamar said, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. It's called loyalty. Also called knowing the truth and what's real. So, yeah, Janet came through with the hammer. She had everything to lose by uh, supporting her brother. Mm -hmm. He didn't have nothing else to lose. He was already at the lowest point of his career. She literally lifted him up. See how I just tied Lift Me Up by Rihanna to the situation? Mm -hmm. I don't get no credit on this podcast. It's really out of control. Listen, Janet Jackson, our forever leading Jackson lady. We are going to move on to our next leading lady. And fun fact, she is the only non-person of color on this list. And that is Lisa Marie Presley for her cameo in the music video, You Are Not Alone. Lisa Marie Presley was born February 1st, 1968. And as we know, she tragically passed away January 12th of this year. She was an American singer and songwriter and was also the child of Elvis Presley and Priscilla Presley. Lisa Marie released three albums in her lifetime entitled To Whom It May Concern, which was certified gold by the RIAA in 2003, and it reached number five on the Billboard Hot 200 charts. Now What released in 2005 and Storm and Grace released in 2012. She also made a music video 
of Don't Cry Daddy as a posthumous duet with her father in 1997. She also did many other duets where she would overlay her voice to duet with her very famous father, Elvis Presley. And she famously was married to Michael Jackson in 1994. Lisa Marie also has the Presley Charitable Foundation, which she founded in 2007. And in 2001, she opened a place called Presley's Place to residents. It provides homeless families with one year of rent-free housing, daycare for their children, career and financial counseling, family management, guidance, and other tools to help them break the cycle of poverty and regain self-esteem and independence. Lisa Marie was a huge philanthropist, especially in her home state of Tennessee, and she was Michael Jackson's first and arguably true love of his life. I can't even say that with straight face. We're going to talk about Lisa Marie for just a few minutes. I think we talked about her quite a bit when she passed away. And may she continue to find rest and peace wherever she is. But Lisa Marie, I don't think she gets enough credit. She also stood by her man. Okay. When she rolled up in that music video, butt-ass naked, with Michael Jackson. Tama, you are not alone. I am here with you. Let me give you some good content, okay? Lisa Marie and those buns, I don't care who you are. You were trying to see those buns. That's you not tr- true. You were tr- Okay, so you weren't trying to see Michael's butt or see if that dingling made a quick appearance <laughs> appearance in the video? Are you serious? No go. Are you lying? I'm to gonna me? actually gonna tell you no here because the video wow. was so wow. Be it honest. was whimsical. It right. Was, it was yeah, so it was a whimsical it, video. But you also have to think about the time that it came out in. So it ain't it, the time it's the nigga. N- okay, him too. But you're you're living in the WAP era acting like this wasn't a big deal. When Michael no, and Lisa Marie right. dropped on the scene with their bare booty holes out on MTV and BET and VH1. That was a big deal. And folks were so shocked. So, of course, we're thinking, you know, they're not clever enough to hide at all. So you watch the video a couple of times to see if you get a sneak peek. Of course, the direction and editing was superior. But of course, you look <laughs> the first when that video dropped, everybody above was trying to sneak a peek that wasn't there. The I editing said. was above and beyond. Y'all didn't it was, see as it, as it should have been. <laughs> as it should have been. It was really artistic in it, that way. It debuted on network TV, Ashley. It had to be edited well in that way. It debuted <laughs> on ABC, NBC, CBS. And they let him. They saw the video and said, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it during This was such time. a bad video. <laughs> and I also think that was the first time Michael debuted the perm. So we had never. Yes, oh, the, the hair short, was good. The yes, short, the, short the Bob. Porn, yeah. What would you call that? Yeah. User one point five. What is that? Was that it's, a Bob? It's was that a Karen pick. Cut? It's not truly a Bob. Bob. Bob's need to be like chin length or, or right. low. It's more of a long pixie, and it actually was a good look for him. I actually preferred mm-hmm. though the slightly wavy MTV VMA performance hair. The wet that's, wavy. That's my preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he put the Puerto Rican curl in. That was also that one was also giving what it was supposed to give. But back on Lisa, Lisa really I didn't want to see that shit. 
Lisa put it all on the line. And let me be clear. When this respectfully. came out, I was a supreme hater. I thought she took my man. I was ready to see her in the street. You could oh, not God. tell me. Not catch me outside. As a child, I was, th- you know, I was competitive with Lisa Marie. Now, that is another level of delusion, right? That that song came out, what, 90? Correct. 94, 95, 90, yeah. 95, 96. You were in a whole nother bag of crazy. I was seven yeah. years old. So there you go. All um, two foot four, five. Two foot I would five. say I was a strong three then. I was on the way to four. Mm-hmm. I peaked early, but none of that is relevant. On Lisa Marie Presley, she put her body on the line. First of all, Michael planted that kiss on her unexpectedly at the MTV Movie Awards. And then... She hit us with the whammy with the music video and was like, okay, well, obviously you've seen that me and this nigga like to love on each other in person. So here's some more illusion because at that time, the number one question people were asking them is, do you have sex? Do you have sex? Do you have sex? Which is a painfully uncomfortable question for one two people who grew up as child stars to all of a sudden be asked that. And two, grown married people being asked whether or not they have sex as if it's any of our business so them putting it all on the line and artistically bearing it all you would think that would have put it to rest like obviously if we over here grinding on each other naked in front of a camera we doing it at the crib too but it didn't <laughs> it didn't put the room you know what it bed. did it proved it proved one thing that it didn't matter what michael what answer michael gave or what supporting evidence was given by other people a la lisa marie they were going to believe whatever they wanted to believe about him they were going to tell whatever lies they wanted to tell about him because at this point why does she have any incentive to lie on this man for what right. so you know it's like but y'all don't want the truth you want sensationalism you want the lies because they seem to sell you more papers that's why he said you know just because you see it in a magazine and see it on the tv screen don't make it factual because because they care about it at this point because even when you're presented with it with someone else who's saying no for real this is like the real deal holy field you still go oh no nah, that can't be real literally the coroner's report says this is man he's dead now folks he has this skin condition and folks are still going, they paid the coroner off. So it gets to a place of goofy and Lisa Marie and Michael start to prove that really early on, like this place of goofy, like y'all are stupid, but shout out to her because nobody else got Michael to, I don't know. Ola Ray said she had him stripping down to them draws in that trailer, but he was on set stripping down to his draws with Lisa Marie. And that's a she whole was, nother level, baby. And she was too. She was butterball naked. I, I agree with user too, though. I think that this was the time this video was in, in large part response in response to people saying that this was a fake marriage. This was this, this was that. I remember watching this video and I've probably said on this podcast before, I remember watching the world premiere of this video at my grandmother's house with my mama and the first thing she said was lord he got a perm the second thing she said was like why they naked you know because people didn't believe that they were actually married and in love and and whatever whether they were in love with each other or not that's only for them to say but i will say this lisa marie was a real one and she was willing to do whatever she had to do for her man and good for her now when he showed up at the mtv vmas she hadn't seen his ass for a month that he was trying to uh, uh uh be all up in her face she won't do a net but you know everybody got their problem hail to the jacksleys 
Yeah, Michael Michael wasn't the best husband, and I think that's clear. But Lisa Marie, like, I think this is the climax of Michael with women in his music videos. He takes it to the ultimate level. He brings his wife into the mix and says, hey, I'm going to put our love on display. Um, there's a, maybe a whole nother conversation to be had there about maybe how he exploited her in the time period, given all that had happened very previous to and his need to reassure or convince the public that he is 100% heterosexual man who loves women, et cetera, et cetera. That's a whole nother conversation for another podcast and, and whether or not that's true or not. But the reality is that Lisa Marie, I think she really did care for him. And I think she consistently affirmed that even though there were times where she was clearly angry about how maybe she felt he treated her or how their situation ended. But when it comes to her status as a leading lady, I don't know. What do you guys think of all the women in all the videos that we've discussed so far? Does she rank the highest because of her status as wife? I think she might. I think she ranks the highest because she took her clothes off in, on camera. Well, Ola was or willing Michael. to also do that. So okay, I mean, I well, know. but that was for a different. That was for a different thing. That was for Playboy talking about her sitting next to Michael naked, saying, "This is my husband. I love him. This is what we do." She might be at the top. She's a real one. We're going to rank them in the end. Think about your choices. We have two more ladies on our list. Then we're going to wrap this up for you guys. Our next leading lady is Sybil Azur. She was the last minute ad for me on this list, but I had to ask her because she was giving it to Michael salsa style in the blood on the dance floor music video. Sybil was born August 1st, 1972 in Troy, New York, and she holds a master's in screenwriting from California State University, Northridge. She started dancing professionally when she was 14, and she has toured with the likes of Paula Abdul, Babyface, and Earth, Wind & Fire. She also worked on various TV shows, and she is a published author. She is impressive, y'all. She produced and directed the documentary Pushing Motherhood, and she was a TV Academy Foundation 2021 Comedy Writing Fellow and a finalist for CSUN's 2021 Here's the Pitch competition. Sybil, in 2015, gave an interview in which she talked about her time working with Michael Jackson on the set of Blood on the Dance Floor. Sybil said, we rehearsed for like five days and filmed for two to three days because we were doing salsa and he didn't know anything about salsa, but he was really open to learning and very eager and excited. He was so excited about it. I remember he told me at the end of the shooting, he said, this is going to be legendary. It was fun to see how passionate he was about his work. Sybil is also an activist and an advocate for the environment and for the forward movement of Black people in America and the election of Democratic representatives in all levels of government. So, Ashley, she is one of your peeps, girl. So my question for the users is this. Michael's exact words to Sybil about the blood on the dance floor music video was, this is going to be legendary. Was it, users? No. Not a drop. It was a nice video, though. So why do you say that? Why do you, why do you not think that? Why do you think it wasn't legendary? <laughs> I don't know. I think Michael may have thought that doing a little salsa was going to be, oh, Michael's doing salsa. Michael, obviously you could do salsa. With 10 minutes of instruction, you could do anything. 
I think the suit was great. I love that braided ponytail, but the oh, song yes. wasn't that great. That so. braided ponytail with the prom pieces hanging around his face, honey. <laughs> Aha. I that loved baby it. hair, that, yes. that leave out. I loved it. And the red suit. It was a different look for Michael. I loved it. He had a ring on. He his, he just looked very masculine. As masculine as you can look with a braided ponytail and prom <laughs> pieces. Very. <laughs> but it was, a, I thought it was a great video. I love the dancing in this because clearly it was something that Michael hadn't done before on camera for us. Yeah. And it was so, he was so good at it. User, user one, was this legendary? Was Michael doing salsa with Sybil legendary? No, I did. I learned bachata in uh, high school in uh, 11th and 12th grade. And that's exactly what Michael was doing in the video. And that's not to diminish what they were doing, but it just was not legendary. It was something that high schoolers were learning in the early 2000s and probably beyond because public school fails. And no. Okay. You know what? I I can appreciate that neither one of you thought that, that Michael doing his little salsa dance was legendary. The song is great. I know that. Well, people... also, we need to talk about like not to shade sis because she did she did her job, but he preferred the other version of the video, the one that Sony wouldn't let him release. Well, um, they wouldn't let him release it. So this is what we got. So I don't know. But she did great. Recorded. I mean, she did. Like, so let me be clear. She did great. I think that we were in a place in Michael's career with Sony where this is the best we were going to get. Yeah. And I think that she, so, I mean, we're talking about the ladies, right? I think that she did a really good job standing her ground as a, as a trained dancer, but also not overshadowing Michael who didn't know how to do this particular style of dance. You know what I mean? She did a really good job letting him lead. I think salsa, most Latin music is all about, leading and following so she did a really good job letting him lead and she's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous in the in the video and all that i mean she's Susie, so here you go but she was the last minute ad i just wanted to add her because i feel like she did a great job and she doesn't she's a one of the unsung leading ladies of of michael jackson music videos but this is going to bring us to our last leading lady this is probably one of my favorite michael jackson videos as well We are going to end this list talking about Miss Keisha Dudley, the leading lady in the You Rock My World short film. She's a choreographer and a dancer born August 8, 1975 in New York City. She was responsible for the choreography of several well-known films and video clips by prominent artists. She collaborated with artists such as Missy Elliott. Mariah Carey and Destiny's Child. Her most known choreographic works are for Gwen Stefani's Hollaback Girl. She choreographed that and also won the MTV VMA for best choreography for that video. She choreographed Switch Up in 2023 and she had an appearance in Bulletproof Monk in 2003. She was the principal dancer and choreographer for the You Rock My World music video. And she, to this day, continues to work on choreography for film, TV, and music. Ladies, we are rounding out this list. Let's talk about Keisha Deli for a few minutes. I know the other day offline, we were kind of talking about what was going on in that video. And user two actually had a really interesting story about You Rock My World. User two, you want to tell the folks what was going on with Michael at this time? Oh, Michael was having a really bad day that day. So the legend has it that Michael was 
so frustrated with his look that he locked himself in his dressing room and had a meltdown, trashed the room, and cut all of his hair. So when you see that do-rag and a hat on top of it, it's because Michael chopped those locks out of frustration. And listen, if you've ever cut your hair out of an emotional spiral, I've been there. Don't do it. It's not the best decision. And I don't need 1.5, the hairdresser, the hairstylist to remind us of that. But I think this was one of those days where Michael's demons got the best of him. But somehow he still put on a really good performance in that music video. And you can almost see it in his face if you look at it with that context. He wasn't super happy other than those moments with Chris Tucker. So thank God for Chris Tucker for lifting our boy at a dark time. Yeah, this was the music video from Michael Jackson of the 2000s because after You Rock My World, we didn't really, we didn't get another complete music video from Michael Jackson. So the story that Ashley just told is 100% true according to Frank Cassio and Karen Faye, who have both confirmed in various interviews and Frank in his book about the onset breakdown that Michael Jackson had. Apparently the director, Paul Hunter, wanted them to darken Michael's skin a little bit and putty his nose for a little extra fullness. And when Michael heard that, he was like, you know, if y'all, if you, if you, I used to like you, but if you too, he ran into the dressing room and decided that the hair that Karen had put on his head was no longer serving him. I can only imagine as the choreographer and principal dancer in this film, Keisha, like, What must have been going through her mind? You're on a set with Michael Jackson on a Michael Jackson video has to be the highlight of her life. And Michael Jackson is having a full on meltdown. And then you have to now go out and dance with him and try to make it look like everything's cool. I I commend Keisha. She did a great job. She was absolutely beautiful in this role. She was given body. She was given hair. She was given it all. And I think she wasn't well known. So it wasn't like she was overshadowing Michael in any way. I think she was a great addition to this film. User one, what do you think about Keisha's performance in You Rock My World? Keisha has the, (laughs) I don't know how to say this and it come out well. Okay. So I'm going to try, but no, I don't mean no shade. She has the best, least memorable leading lady performance. What does that mean? The best, least memorable. Like, we were just so excited to see Michael. He could have put a mop. You're right. In in as a leading lady. The mop could have been all AI in 2001. The mop could have, I mean, we could have really did anything. We could have put olive oil in it. It didn't matter. (laughs) And I just say that because she did do a, a good job, but there's nothing. She was not the attraction of it. Because we were just looking for Michael and he kind of gave us, we didn't know all the, you know, of course, as the watching public, you don't know all the behind the scenes stuff of what's going on and et cetera. We just saw Michael Jackson in a do-rag and, and we were just like, okay, it's it's lit. So she did very well. But, you know, between, you know, it was just a a very forgettable sort of video for her because the music and the fan public were just so waiting to see what Michael was going to do with this new album. He hadn't had an album out in years. And so she kind of gets lost in the sauce of it all. But I thought she did a really good job. I thought she was she was absolutely beautiful 
in the video. She played her role. She did her job. And I think that's where you can kind of close the book. Like, okay, you did what you you were here to do, but there was nothing overly spectacular. But she did a phenomenal job. I can agree with that. And I will say, I mean, I know she was a choreographer, but honestly, the piece of choreography that everybody remembers from the video is the stairs. Michael literally walking down the stairs with such finesse and swag that it it is something that stands out in people's minds, even to this day. The The bit that she and Michael had, that weird dance break that they added in there, I I wasn't a fan of. And she brings um, us back to the silhouette kiss, right? Yeah. You get the silhouette kiss with her, the silhouette kiss with Iman, the silhouette kiss with Tatiana. User two, who's got the best silhouette kiss with Michael Jackson? Probably Tatiana. It's the lean back for me. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think his with with uh, Keisha was the least awkward. Convincing? No, his with his with uh, Iman was the least convincing for me. That that Nefertiti crown was doing it was in the way or something. With Keisha, it was most convincing. Did I say least convincing? It was the least awkward, most convincing for me. Michael just seemed like let's get this done so we can go. And then Chris Tucker were like, "Get in this car, girl! All this mess I had behind you." He was funny in the video, but anyway. All right, users, we have made it to the end of our list. We do have a few honorable mentions. Honorable mention number one is Miss the Latoya Jackson. She appeared in Michael's "Say Say Say" video with Paul McCartney. Actually, I think it was Paul McCartney's video with Michael Jackson. Anywho, she appeared in that video and she also appeared in the way you make me feel as tatiana's friend and thank god she was the friend and not the love interest as was originally planned good call y'all and i also want to give an honorable mention to all of the women who appeared in liberian girl beverly johnson y'all gonna help me with her name miam blake is that how you pronounce her name blossom nobody know? okay yeah, wait a minute no blossom idea. was in something yeah miam how do you pronounce it blake Blake. As YouTube, baby. I can't tell you. She was in Liberian Girl. Uh, me and oh, Blake. yeah. Blossom was in Liberian Girl. You're right. Yeah. Bridget Nielsen, Paula Abdul, Whoopi Goldberg, Jackie Collins, Amy Irving, Jasmine Guy, Rosanna Arquette, Olivia Newton-John, Debbie Gibson, Suzanne Summers, Virginia Madison, Emily Dreyfus, and Olivia Hussey. And we want to give a shout out to all of the women around the world in this Women's History Month. Last thing we're going to do, users, before we close out this episode, user one wanted to rank these ladies as the leading lady and on down. So I'm going to give each of you 10 seconds. Who is the leading lady for a Michael Jackson music video? You know what? I changed my mind. There is no ranking that can be done. All these women gave something very unique and different to a Michael Jackson video that none of the others gave. They also gave us some interesting stories to kind of gossip about and talk about. And so all these women are 10 out of 10 in my book. And anytime we can mention on this podcast, Whoopi Goldberg and Angela Bassett in the same breath on the same show, it's a win for me. Happy Women's History Month to everyone and a special shout out to all the women, the Michael Jackson music videos and those who appeared throughout the years. You added something special that is cemented in history and will forever remain a topic of discussion for all time. So shout out to all the ladies of the Michael Jackson universe. Well said, user one. User two, anything else you want to say about these lovely ladies? I think everybody had an outstanding contribution. Each of y'all made me jealous. And in my adulthood, 
each of y'all could get it. So God bless each of these beautiful women and rest in peace, Lisa Marie. You did your thing. All righty. And on that note, we are going to wrap this up. Thank you all again so much for joining us on another episode of the Black Jackson Estate Podcast. We will see you guys next month for a new episode. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom.